friends, welcome to The Gathering Podcast. We are a multi-generational community of women seeking connection with each other and growth through God's word. I'm so excited to welcome you to episode two. Like I said in our very first episode, we're going to spend some time hearing from the women who are behind The Gathering events. And we're in a special season here at Athens Church. It's called Group Season. And so I got to sit down with two of my really good friends, Noelle and Hannah, and we just spent some time talking about community and what that looks like. So I'm really excited for you to listen in on our conversation. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and let's get started. So I am joined today by my really good friends, Hannah and Noelle. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hi. Um, I would love for y'all to just introduce yourselves. Tell us, tell us something funny about your life, if you have something, or just tell us the boring things that you want to say. Who wants to start? I'm going to start with you, Hannah, because I'm staring at you. Great. Noelle also motioned at me. For that's true. So you the have people to. who are only listening to this, which is everyone. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Hannah. I am a professional counselor working here in Athens. And something funny, it's not funny, <laughs> all I can think of is the TikTok that it's like, it's not funny, haha, more like funny, weird. Um, so, you know, I've gotten really into pottery lately, so that's pretty much all I do or talk about. Wow. I've been going like two or three times a week. Wow. Um, I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, I've been going a lot. It's <laughs> it's really relaxing, I don't know, and oh, it's biblical, good. you know? That's true. So, God is our potter, you know, so I'm just learning a lot. That's really good. Are you um, planning on purchasing any pottery equipment to keep at your house? Do you already have it? So not yet. <laughs> I could see long term that happening. Yep. But for now, I'm happy going to open studio and just kind of doing my thing. I could see you having like a little, not a hut, but like a <laughs> like a structure in your backyard. Like a shed? <laughs> yeah, like a, sh- not like a shed shed, but like a like pottery, pottery shed. shed. Yes. Where you keep all of your pottery and you just, it's beautiful. And I could see that too. My husband right now has a shed that's so scary that I don't go inside <laughs> because I don't know what's in there. Is that where he does his <laughs> cooking videos? He, that's not where he does his cooking videos. I could see y'all having two separate sheds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We do Maybe need Maybe they it. have like a walkway that combines them. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that is nice. Can you tell us about your husband? You're oh, married. Sure. Yeah, I am married. My husband's name is Chris. Um, he... As Noel said, loves to cook. He makes cooking videos on Instagram every once in a while. Um, he owns like six smokers. That's his fun fact. That feels excessive. You and me both <laughs> agree on that. Um, two of which he built. So oh. out of propane tanks, it's which seems super excessive. Yeah, you're it seems like it could explode in any moment. That's like a fire hazard. Noel, he <laughs> literally came into the house. My sister and I are sitting there eating dinner. He came into the house and said to us, I'm about to do something that might kill me. <laughs> like, seriously, looked me in the eyes and said that. And I was like, okay, can, is, is that the only option? He's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> and then went outside and cut into his propane tank. Okay. Well, yeah. let's pray for Chris. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, or me. Or both. So you're a professional counselor. Here's a little, I, I feel like people know this. You uh, used to work at Athens Church. That's right. What did you do here? So I, when I first started, I was the inside out and transit girls groups director, which basically means helping all of our 
girls, small groups run smoothly, run well. And as we grew, that kind of turned into two positions. So I went to doing just transit small group stuff. And even before then, I've, I've been going to church here since I was 18 years old. My first Sunday in Athens, someone invited me to come and I came. I joined a small group like as soon as I could and then literally have been in a small group or leading a small group or both, combination of both, like ever since. So That's really I great. love this place and I love small groups. This place loves you, Hannah. Oh, wow. We miss you. <laughs> it's okay. You're here all the time. <laughs> Shantae's like, actually, I can't miss you. <laughs> Give me some more time, actually. Okay, let's uh, hear a little from our friend Noel. Noel, tell us a little bit about your life. Yes. I need a fun fact, though. You gotta oh, okay, on. okay, okay. Um, my name is Noel. I have been on staff here for almost three years. I work in our elementary department. I'm the Upstreet Production and Events Director, and a little bit of everything else events across the board, which is great. Um a fun fact about me, it's not really like a fun fact, but it's kind of like weird that it happened this morning. So I went to the <laughs> pet store this morning to buy a fish. What? But not for me. <laughs> this is why I work in <laughs> elementary. So coming up, we're doing, we're talking about courage. And each week there's a possibility that they may eat a live fish. It's not actually going to happen because it's like all rigged, but I went to the Peter, store to Peter, buy. Peter. That sounds like student ministry, except for it wouldn't be rigged. Yeah, they, yes, would, they, would, they would actually fish. eat the fish. So the we're fish. not going to make a fifth grader eat the fish, but maybe mm -hmm. it'll depend on the week. But they didn't have any beta fish. They don't? Well, not currently. He said they were in a box, which felt not safe and it, why is wait, it in a box somehow eating a betta fish feels way worse than eating like goldfish? a goldfish yeah betta is feel, that true i feel like betas have yeah. emotions yeah they seem like they're oh. more intelligent i was told that they're the easiest fish to keep alive and i thought she was gonna say to eat <laughs> <laughs> i was told they're the easiest fish to eat i was that like is, that is the research i did this I morning mean, maybe did you ask the <laughs> pet store employee which fish would you choose for a game no, I felt like they wouldn't give me a fish, so I just not. kept that information to myself. But they were had hadn't restocked the betta fish, okay. which felt weird. That is but weird. I didn't know that it was like toilet paper, and they just had it in the back. <laughs> but apparently, betta fish is the same. Boxes of fish in the back. Well, he they pointed to it. He said they're right there. We just haven't unboxed them yet. I said comes in a tr in a in on a truck. Weekly. I guess so. That's so weird. I mean, how else would you get fish? I don't know. Other than coming in on a truck weekly. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have like a pond in the back. It all felt very weird, but <laughs> but I that was my morning. That is 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. And Noelle has already been to the pet store. Yeah, that's true. That's that's commitment. That's amazing. It's great. Um, it Noelle, great. you're also married. Can you I tell am. us about your husband? Yes, my husband's name is Michael. We just celebrated four years, Ooh. which is exciting. Ooh. We got married on your birthday. You did. You in 2018. You steal my birthday joy I every did, year. Okay. But now I always remember That's good. when it's your birthday. And I can just shoot you a text. Um, but yeah, so we've been married four years. He um, runs his own company. He works with Epic Games and Fortnite, if any of you know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, yeah, he does digital marketing in the space for brands, but I, I love. This I don't really understand all of it. They sound fake. It is. It's he true. Digital it's marketing in the space. Video game. Yeah, well, only because I don't know what any of that means. You it know what I mean? It's like okay, if someone was like, "Do digital marketing in a space," I'd be like, "Uh." 
<laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. He did like make it up as a career. They were like, oh, what cool. if we did this? And they were kind of like the pioneers in the space mm-hmm. to do it. Oh, now cool. like everybody's like followed through because they're like, whoa, that's a great idea. Let's do it. But when he first came to me and was like, I think I'm going to do this. I was like, well, that sounds terrible. Great. Man, that's <laughs> but it's great. And then I have a puppy. His yes. name is Hamilton. Oh, this is an important conversation. We all have dogs. We do all yeah, have dogs. Yeah, we do. I we are all dog mine. moms. Hamilton. Hamilton. What kind of dog is Hamilton? He's a Chihuahua Jack Russell mix. Our so dogs cute. do not get He's along. So cute. They don't. But Wait, our actually, dogs do not get along. Yeah. Maybe it's the Maybe common it's thread, Theo. which is Theo. How dare you? <laughs> it's interesting. She's always wanting to blame Presley, but. Mm. Well, Presley, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not have okay. this conversation. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We okay. just, right. we'll have a dog party, not here. This is Theo's space, which yeah, is yeah. why I think it's hard. He's only met other dogs. Well, at least my dog here. That's true. That's true. Okay, let's get to it. Great. Ladies, today I would love to talk about community. We are all in community groups, and uh, we have all led groups. We have all been participant of groups. Um, and we just, as a church, launched, I don't even know the number, but a ton of groups out into the city this past Sunday. It was a party on Sunday, and so I would love for us to talk about just the importance of community in our lives. And so the first question I have for you, Hannah, you kind of uh, talked about this already, but when you first came to Athens Church, you joined a group. Can you tell us about your first group experience? That's going to be the question for all of us. Okay, my first group experience. Let me rewind the tape a little bit here in my brain because it was over 10 years ago, um, Mm. which is fine. (laughs) Yeah, so I joined my very first group. Like I said, I was a freshman in college and I was really, I had grown up in church and grown up in kind of more like a Sunday school kind of group, but still a group and just looked a little bit different than the way we do groups here. But I just knew that as a college freshman, I wanted to get plugged in really quickly. And the first time I came to Athens Church, loved it. So, you know, went to, I'm sure it was called Group Link at the time, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And it was great. Um Loved my leaders. They were probably younger than I am now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time it seemed like they were so much older and wiser. And I just remember we would meet in one of their houses and just talk. And honestly, I remember, actually I do specifically remember we talked about the armor of God for whatever reason that's like stuck in my brain, but I think it was definitely spiritual content, but also just relational, like getting to know other college freshmen and really a good way for me to avoid going down a path of debauchery (laughs) just being really honest (laughs) just being really honest which happens I mean that's some people's freshman year experience right but I was just really lucky to get plugged in here and get plugged in in a group of people who kind of wanted to do the same thing as me so it was really great that's awesome Noel what's your first group experience so my first group experience is a little different it actually wasn't the best okay. not and you know and that happens sometimes yep. um, totally does. the first time I like stepped into a group I joined um, a female group that met and it was not the same people that I kind of would normally vibe with which is not always bad but we just were kind of both all in different spaces and it was the type of group that like maybe five people would show up maybe 10 people would show up week to week um And so it was one of those things that I was like, I don't know that this is for me. Like, this isn't going so well. And um, I actually kind of stepped away mid-year. But because I still felt that huge, like, 
whole for community, um, I actually found a really great group of friends that we kind of just built our own, um, not even like small group per se, um, because we were meeting like every single day, multiple times a day. Um, but I just found these people that I was surrounded myself and was like, these are the people that I want to do life together and um, that I could tell them anything. And I knew they would be there for me no matter what was going on. That's really great. You two are in married groups. Yes. Yeah. Can y'all talk to the married people a little bit? Cause we can talk, I feel like we can all talk about college students and how great group is for a college student, but can we talk about how it affects married couples? Cause I don't, I don't know that world. Mm-hmm. I for couldn't sure. imagine. I can't imagine being married. I couldn't imagine <laughs> being in um, a small group with other married people, other married people or with boys, with Ugh. boys. boys. I think that's what I'm thinking. What it is with boys. I can't imagine being in a group yeah. of boys. It is yeah. interesting because I mean, Hannah would agree with this. Like, you're very different from your spouse. Mm -hmm. So finding people that you both can relate to Mm -hmm. and honestly both like is interesting and can be super tough. But Michael and I just joined a group, I guess, well, it's been a year now. That's Mm kind of crazy to think that we joined last year. Um, But the group started and we were a little nervous about it because we were the youngest in the group. We had been married the least amount of years and we're the only ones that didn't have kids. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And it's actually been so amazing. And everyone in our group, it's just, it's so great to hear. Like, it's almost like looking at a timeline because they have kids from like all different ages. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is honestly like a book of like pre-parenting. And Mm -hmm. um, so it's been awesome just to dive in with these people and, just hear their different stages of life. And I feel like it makes our group unique in the best way because we have things in common, but also we're all in different stages of life. So we have the grandpa of the group. Don't tell the Alex I said that, but <laughs> oh, is that that the Alex, yeah. Oh and then all the way down to us and we're the babies. Said, but, oh my. but um, yeah, it's great. Hannah, what about you? How's your married group? So when Chris and I got married, so I'm an extrovert. I'm like pretty high on the extroversion scale and Chris is pretty introverted. So joining a married group was actually joining a small group was actually not his idea of a good time. Mm -hmm. So, but that was something before we even got married. I was like, look, this is important to me. If we get married, this is something that to me, we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Like this, it was just one of those things that I was like, this is really important to me. I need you to tell me that you're willing to do that. And he was like, yeah, sure. So, we go to our first married group, and I remember, it's similar to Noelle said, right? It's like you're meeting. It's one thing to make friends yourself. It's another thing to make friends, and then your spouse has to somehow be friends with their spouse, right? Like, it's like, well, we'll see how this goes. But I remember in our first married group that we went around the circle, and everyone kind of said why they were there. And a lot of the husbands <laughs> were like, I'm here because my wife made me be, <laughs> which was great for Chris to hear, right? Because yeah. he's like, okay, I'm not the only one who's uncertain about this because that's what I hear is like, there's a level of uncertainty of like, what's this going to be like? Mm-hmm. And that group was wonderful. I mean, it ended up being great. And they were people who we probably would not have necessarily just became friends with kind of outside of that group, but it was wonderful. And then they all decided to have kids which was wonderful for them, but Chris and I were not in that stage of life. And so our group kind of multiplied. We kind of went, became leaders. We're not forced, but 
it just kind of happened. And so we actually have been technically leading our group since like 2019, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, But we actually were, we're handing the reins over to some other people in our group because it's been, it's been a while of leading, but what I have noticed about married groups for our stage of life, like people without kids, Mm -hmm. and we've been married five years. So, um, kind of younger, married, no kids, is that a lot of them leave Athens, which is very sad. It's a little bit of a transitional thing. Once you live in Athens and you have kids, you're probably a little more settled, right? But as, like, we have a lot, we've just had a lot of transition in our group. People kind of come in and out. But even in that, it's been cool to see those relationships continue, like people who have moved, you know, to Florida. And last time they were in Athens, like, our group got together to see them. You know, we have people who moved to Kenya, right? And we're like still in contact with them, which, yes, we're still in contact with them. I was going to say, I've been friends with them for a lot longer than they were in our group, but other people in our group, like we pray for them and they're on our, you know, on our minds because they're doing medical missions there. But yeah, so it's, it's great. I mean, I think I would say it's something that you just have to jump into and maybe convince your significant other. I don't want to pick on the guys because maybe it's the, maybe it's the wife that's, Mm-hmm. hesitant about it right but I think there's just something about having people in your life that are fighting the same battles that you are and our group kind of splits up in share nights we do like guys and girls we split up like maybe once every six weeks or something and that's really nice too because then we can kind of talk about um, things that we're maybe working on in our marriages or ways to love our spouses better and things like that so it's been really great that's a great idea. Can y'all um, give us some tips about what makes a group a good group? In general? Mm. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. What are some things that people can do to get the most out of their group life experience? I think Hannah hit on it a little bit. We love when like we do split up or we get mm-hmm. dinner with just a, a one of the couples like we'll have like date nights and then we'll split guys and girls like one time the guys went and played pickleball and the girls went to butcher and vines and it's just like I feel like making it more than just a group like just a once a week we get together we sit here we talk about God which is you know awesome and we want to do that but I think just creating life and memories with those people Mm -hmm. Um, we've been invited to birthday parties with the kids or graduation parties. And just, I feel like when the group can step out of what the norm or kind of like what the base level of like, this is what a group is. Mm-hmm. I think that's massive. And it does, it just makes you like, I want to hang out with these people. I want to be able to like text them or call them and tell them what's going on in my life. And um, like today it's one of it's a birthday of somebody. So we're all like messaging in the group, happy birthday. And like, how is he celebrating? And just having people that can go along and do life with you, mm-hmm. I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. I would say the first thing that came to mind is show up. Yeah. And that seems basic, but for Chris, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of a pretty strong honor my commitments kind of person. Um, and I know that's not always easy to do. People have busy lives and things that come up. So it's, I'm not saying that like, oh, it's so easy to do. And I think there's something about, for me, when I schedule my week, group is first. Mm-hmm. And so if there's somebody who asks me to do something or something with work, it's like, okay, well, I can't do Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. What other day can we do? And so I think looking at it from that perspective just means I can just really consistently be there or that we can really consistently be there. 
And I just think that's like 90% of it is just consistently showing up. And I think that's the same whether you're in college, Mm -hmm. married, single, whatever, because I think it's really easy to miss one week and then miss another Mm -hmm. and then miss another. And you're just miss a, you're just missing like really rich stuff, I think by not being there. And then I think there's just something about it being part of your routine that makes it really wonderful. And it's also kind of disheartening when you're in a group and other people don't show up. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so that's another feeling, right? Is when it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel sad. I'm and it's here. like when one person bails, everybody's like, oh, me too, me too. Well, and, that's, and it's like, oh, that's just kidding. true. That's like the, well, and that's my advice for group leaders is I tell my girls in my college group, I'm like, if you're not going to be in group, message me separately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if you message in the group, it's like a ripple effect. Oh, absolutely. It's so true. Avalanche. Yeah, it's an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it, hap- it happens so quickly too it happens mm-hmm. really quickly and I get it it's like some nights mm-hmm. I don't want to go to group and yep. that's not because group is not wonderful it's because I had a long day it's because I'm tired whatever I've never left group and been like oh I should have stayed home like I'm like this is like soul like good for my soul you know and so I think that's the other thing is like you just have to make yourself go yeah I mean if it's like a really bad fit then maybe you need to find a different group but if it's just like you know I had a long day I'm really tired it's mm-hmm. like we're all tired. <laughs> Welcome to being human. <laughs> You're going to feel better. You're going to feel better if you go to group, I promise. Yeah, that's really good. I think my thing would be to, and I feel like the group's team says this all the time, but be real. Yeah. Last night I heard um, it said, get over the awkward quickly, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought that was a really good way to put that. But it just hit, because I'm the type, I'm not saying, share your entire story within the first five minutes of meeting someone. Sure. That's weird. That's overwhelming. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) But I am saying um, build that relational collateral. Mm -hmm. Is that the phrase I want to use? Relational collateral first, and then just be really real with people. Like let them into your authentic life. Um, Because I'm thinking back over times that I've been in different types of groups and I have just held back my true self but then when my true self comes out it is like an explosion Mm. and I'm like these people are not ready for this because they don't actually know me Mm. Um, and we were probably in group for a year and they should know me and it shouldn't feel like an explosion of oh my gosh this is happening in my life and I don't know what to do you know sure and so getting over the awkwardness quickly like slowly letting people into your authentic world Mm -hmm is the best advice I could give. Which is also a ripple effect, I think. Because I think back to groups where someone was courageous and took that first step to say, hey, I'm really struggling, this is going on. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, everyone, there's like that space that opens up for everyone to kind of do that, Mm -hmm. right? To be like, oh my gosh, me too. Actually, I just haven't been, you know, I've been embarrassed or whatever. I haven't been sharing that. Mm -hmm. And it's like that one courageous person can open up so much space Mm -hmm. for everyone else to be courageous too. And everybody doesn't want to, no one wants to be like the first messy one of like, hey, by the way, my life is not perfect. Oh, none of us it is. But that's the face you're like putting on. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you can like take that mask off and be like, no, I'm real. Yeah. It's it's huge. Uh, Hannah, can we talk about college groups really quickly? Yes, please. I'm really excited about the college groups that are are happening. I just started a new freshman group on Monday. What number of group? Like what How rotation, many? iteration uh, of groups is this for you? One, two, three, four. No, more than three. Four? I think this is four. I think it's four. 
I think this is, is the fourth small group that I've had. Have they met yet? Have y'all met yet? Yes. So we're meeting Monday night. So we met literally after we met on Sunday. That's so <laughs> I cute. love that. <laughs> I like, Are they sweet? I'm so tired. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, they're super sweet. They're but they're, they're freshmen, themselves. they're little babies, and they're so cute. And I'm like, you just left high school, and this is yeah. a big step for you. And I'm so proud you made the step into a college group. So, yeah, this is like the fourth group that I've led. Hannah, you are what – I don't want to say what grade. What year? <laughs> <laughs> what year are your girls in? So my girls are seniors. Oh, wow. I have a couple that just graduated, but they're kind of taking a gap year, so I get to keep them, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah, they're seniors, so they are feeling all the things. We're, like, on different ends of the spectrum yeah. of that, but they're feeling it. They're in that, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, the, the anxiety of that transition. It was sweet, actually. A group last week, the two girls who just graduated were able to speak some truth over the current seniors, mm-hmm. and it was really sweet, just encouragement from them to, you know. I think there's a lot of pressure to make, and this is probably true of freshmen, too, it seems like there's all this pressure to make college so memorable and so mm-hmm. great, right? So I think as a freshman, you're like, this is supposed to be awesome. And then it's like, there's no way it can be a, that awesome because it's so stressful to mm-hmm. be a freshman and transition and do all those things. And then I think as a senior, it's like, I got to get it all in, yeah. right? And it's mm-hmm. like, there's no, also no way to do that because you're not, you're like, there's just too much to do, right? You're not yeah. just going to like literally have every experience. And so I, I think that's what I'm noticing is this like, I want to just make the most of this four years. And then I just told them, I was like, the only reason that people say college is the best four years of their life is because they're not living life correctly after college, right? Mm-hmm. It's like college doesn't have to be the best four years of your life. I've had more fun after college than I did in college. And mm-hmm. that's because I have more disposable income and <laughs> <laughs> actually more free time probably living than in, in a dorm. And I'm not yeah. living in a dorm. You know, so I think there's like a perspective shift of like, the adult world can actually be really great mm-hmm. and life after college can actually still be really fun, but there's all these expectations and pressure to like make it. So I think I went a little off topic there, but okay. that's, that's my girls are seniors and that's kind of where we're at is mm-hmm. like life after. I want to encourage the uh, small group leaders for college students. Like there is, you're a part of these kids lives. Like yeah. it is, we sing in college ministry, home away from home. It is definitely that. Mm-hmm. I've launched a couple of senior groups um, from Athens Church, and I've been in too many weddings. Um, but you're definitely a part of these people's lives, and um, I want to say take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't think, the, I think the only other time you feel that way is when you have actual children. None of us have kids. We have dogs. We have dogs. But I feel like that's the only other time you feel that intensely about mm-hmm. someone, you know, yeah. and like their future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say to the college students that are in group, take advantage of that because these people could be the people that are a part of the rest of your life. This is actually a passion point for me, Shantae. Okay. Because and it has a passion point. I have a passion point. And here's my passion point. I think as a college student, This has been said here before. This isn't the first time. As a college student, I think you often wait for your mentor to come to you Mm -hmm. and ask you to hang out. Mm -hmm. Do not do that. Yeah. Because as a small group leader, the best thing that can happen to me is one of my girls texting me and asking me to go on a walk, get coffee, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I love them so much. 
and I am busy. Mm-hmm. Not too busy for them, but I don't have the emotional margin to be thinking about asking them to get together, mm-hmm. but I want to, right? Yeah. And so I feel like the onus is on them, mm-hmm. right? In a good way and also in a mature way, right? But yeah. I think as college students, it can be like, oh, I don't want to reach out to my leader. I don't want to ask whatever, whatever. But you're going to get the most out of the relationship if you do. And other people might be different than me, and college leaders might be better leaders than me, and they maybe are reaching out to their girls. I'm just being honest about where I'm at, which is that I'm not always doing that. And I just think in general, college students can kind of wait for a mentor to find them mm-hmm. versus like, no, seek it out. You'd be surprised if you ask people to do things. Like a lot of times they just will. That's true. Oh, yeah. I don't so know. Do you tell agree you no. with that, Noel? Absolutely. And I feel like it's one of those things that like, that's so much pressure on like as a college student Mm. oh my goodness I have to go talk to this adult and Mm -hmm. ask but like don't be scared they're wanting to connect with you that's the whole reason why they signed up to do this like they want to be that voice in your life and so but exactly what Hannah said they have potentially even like 10 to 15 girls in this group like if they texted every single one of you every day like that's their whole day like we have lives we have jobs like Um, So definitely like don't let that anxiety keep you from making the most Mm -hmm. out of these groups. Well, it's a good way too. like, I don't know if you're struggling. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you Mm -hmm. like, and I think we can kind of be that way. We want people to notice that we're not okay in general. I'm not going to say that's just college students. I think in general, sometimes we can have a part of us that's like wanting people to notice and reach out to us, but that's a pretty big ask. People aren't going to be able to do that. And so I think that's another thing is like, if my college girls need something from me, I always want them to ask me because I want to be able to be there for them. I'm going, I'm literally always going to make time for them, but I need to know that they need that. You know? That's so good. Noel, what, um, how has being in a community group changed your life? I mean, it's changed my life so much. Just, I feel like there was so much stress and anxiety stepping into that, or I, I don't, I am like the friend that I want to go deep immediately. So that like starting new friendship stage is not good for me because I'm like, tell me about your life. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so cool. And I, I do like, honestly, like want to know that about your life, but I also want to just be able to like call you up and say like, Hey, this is going on. Like mm-hmm. almost like skip the pleasantries type thing because like, you know who I am and you know my life and that's who we are as Enneagram eights. Like we just don't have a lot of small talk to give. So um, for me, like stepping into that group was like, am I going to make it? Are we going to be okay? And Mm. then I felt the pressure of like, is Michael going to like these people too? And, um, but you know, after we took that step, it's just going to group each week is like that, that fresh air, you know, of just, these are the people that get it. These are the people that know my flaws they know what's going on in my life like we share prayer requests every single week and they know like hey we're struggling with this and so the next week they're like hey tell me how is that going and um it feels good to be like open to them and it's just I know that I have that sense of like security behind me where if I am like on a breaking point I can reach out to one of them and they would immediately be here and find some way to like help me in any way. Um, so it has, it's just, and it's also brought so much joy to our life. Like these are funny people that we're hanging out with. And I don't think it would be people that we would naturally gravitate towards or um, 
even like if we were put in a random room, would we like find each other? Maybe not, but it's like how it was orchestrated is in the best way. And mm-hmm. we just laugh together. We have fun together. It's just, it's a great time. Hannah, what about you? I don't know how adults make friends outside of church. Right? Huh? I have never not been really involved in a church so that's always how I've made most of my like really good friends and so I think that's one category for me which is like who would we be friends with Mm. if we weren't in this group or like weren't involved in this place um but yeah I as Noelle was I was agreeing just kind of what everything Noelle was saying and I'm trying to kind of put into words this sense of just sitting in a circle with a group of people where it feels safe and sometimes it takes groups a little bit of time to get there but it feels safe it feels like people who care about you you know in our group even in the past year but even before that I mean we've all had a lot of going on in our personal lives a lot of people have had things you know the past couple years have been hard for everyone and there so there's just been a lot and so I think having people to pray who you know are praying for you who are asking you next week like oh how's that going or like how's your mom doing or like how's the job hunt you know any of those kind of things it's like Mm -hmm. just somebody who really cares and that knowledge of like if something if we needed something these people would be there for us and we would be there for them right and we we can and have been and that's just such a good feeling it just like really feels like what as the body of Christ is like meant to happen because there's no way for me to be like really known at this church. It's big by just coming and sitting on a Sunday morning. Because mm-hmm. a, I don't talk to people around me, right? It's like yeah. it's it's like a weird like. What am I gonna do? Be like, do you want to be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lady sat next to me. I will say she sat next to me on Sunday and she had a gorgeous bag. So that was a good conversation <laughs> starter. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go further than that, right? So yeah. I think there's just sense of like. People who actually know who I am, know my name, care about me. It's really important. And I want to speak to the person that's like in that stage of life where it's like, whoa, where'd all my friends go? Because mm, like yeah. we all face that. Like you're from birth, basically, you've been put in situations where there's people around you all mm. the time where you can make friends, like whether that's in class, whether that's sports, whether that's theater, extra activities, like anything like that. There's people in your life constantly that you can build those friendships with and then you get out of college and you're like wow everybody moved away we're all in different places where did all my friends go and Michael and I hit that hard because we like created this group of friends and we did everything together it was like we hung out Tuesday night oh guess what we're gonna hang out again on Wednesday night like it was Mm -hmm. literally every night we were doing something together and then they all moved away which is like awesome because they're all like going in their careers and like making goals and like everything like that. But it, we had a moment of realization where we're like, it's just you and me. Like, I mean, you're great, but like we need outside people in our lives too. And so taking that step to find a group was massive because it is like, if you're just coming here on Sunday morning, that's awesome. But it's so easy to show up, sit in a seat and leave and not talk to a single person. Yeah. And so taking that step of like finding who your people are and creating that community is just, it's huge. And I encourage you to do it. Hannah, would you pray us out? Yes, I would love to. God, thank you so much. We know that community was your design. You talk about it in the Bible and 
you show us ways, even the way that Jesus had his people around him, God. And so just thank you that you care enough about us because we don't have to be in community to live, but it's a way to make our lives really, really rich and really, really good. And so thank you that you thought of that for us and thank you for this place and these people where we get a chance to get connected to other people and just pray for all the groups that just started God that you just show much show so much favor um, over them Lord and as they're getting to know each other God just that people can be courageous and push past any awkwardness and just really start to grow as a group and I just pray over the gathering God just the people who are preparing to be on the panel worship leaders and everyone in between, Lord, just that you will have your hand in all of that. And that every single woman that needs to be in that room will be there, that nothing will keep her from showing up and hearing what you have for her. Pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that you and all of your friends will join us at the next gathering event, October 3rd. It's coming up really quickly next month we can't wait to see you there we're going to learn about what it looks like to include sabbath in our walk with the lord so we hope to see you there and until next time this is the gathering podcast